Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Organic Matters for this week. Uh, let's start, since it's the time of year it is, let's do a little bit of, uh, like this, bug talk. If you spend time outdoors, and most of us do at least a little bit, you face some tough choices these days. Bug-borne diseases should not be taken lightly. They are basically on the increase, folks. Mosquito and tick bites can transmit life-changing illnesses, just you've heard about for years, like West Nile virus and Lyme disease. As your first line of defense, cover up with pants and long sleeves. People see me with long sleeves in the summer and they, they don't understand it. I do it for two reasons. One is potential ticks and, and mosquitoes. But more importantly for me, I had a, a little problem when I was very young and I had a little mole removed uh, off of my skin. And that particular doctor told me just because of my my genetics, I guess inheritance to some degree, I was pretty likely that, that too much sun exposure was not as good for me. Some people can handle it better. So I kind of, he said, you should always wear a hat and you should always wear a long sleeve. Just remember that. I was kidding. kid then. I was like 12 or 13. I've sort of lived that, even though I might be the only guy with long sleeves out there in the summer weather. Uh, it really has protected me. I've only ever had one other problem in the 70 years I've been around. So it does work. If you do want or need a bug repellent, okay, I'm going to give you a list of the top picks that have active ingredients that, as far as we know, are really safe for you. And then I'll bring up one or two that might be a little bit questionable, but I will definitely point those out. Let's begin with the ones that have what we call a little shorter protection time, but they're also usually considered less harsh. And I want to go ahead and throw this in, too. I, I'm not a DEET lover. DEET is positive statement now. It is the most protective of mo of almost all of the repellents you can get. But there's also some ongoing studies that show it may not be good for you. And I certainly question, they even, they even tell you not to put it on little babies, but I even question putting it on young children. So DEET is involved in this. On the short production time, one is a 10% DEET. But just as useful, you got to look for it, is a thing called Picaridin. P-I-C-A-R-I-D-I-N. Let me be sure I do that right. Yeah, P-I-C-A-R-I-D-I, percaridin. And it seems to be just as protective. Last, at the 10% rate, about five or six hours, which is about what 10% DEET lasts. But I personally think it's safer in all the studies I've looked at. Uh, there's just a question about DEET. Other parts of the world, like in Europe, they're way more careful with it than we are here. So 10% Picaridin sounds good to me. If you have DEET, I, I would question it. You can put it on your clothes. That's another story. But anyway, for the shorter protection times, you begin with a Picaridin product. And you're going to have to look. You're going to have to read it. They seldom just, they don't name it. It's got different product names made by different companies. But you're looking for Picaridin as your active ingredient, 10%, supposed to be good up to about five hours. If you want a longer protection period, about twice as much, sometimes almost three times as much, you can go all the way up to 20% Picaridin. And then there's an, a new one that I have read about that sounds really safe, but I, I can't give you a lot of study on it because it's relatively new. And it's got on the container, the active ingredient is capital I-R-3535. I-R-3535. It is a uh, synthetic 
production, but from plants that, again, at this point seems to be as safe as picaridin. And I still am not, I'm not a deep lever, especially at 20%. So that's another safe product that really works to repel insects. As an alternative, it's interesting that some people, the chemistry really reacts bad with them no matter what you give them. There is a product out there, several, that's made out of a really concentrated oil of lemon. Some of it has oil of lemon and eucalyptus, and they seem to work about as long as the longer term ones. They seem to work 10, 12, you know, most of a day. If you're allergic or you don't want to use the other synthetically processed chemistry, which even though it came from plants, it's still concentrated, then you can look for oil of lemon and eucalyptus products. They seem to work, and this is true of a lot of bug sprays, and it's even true of people wearing underarm deodorants and things. Some One will work better for one person, one will work better for the, another, something to do with body chemistry. So you do have to kind of work with them a little bit and decide what is best for you and your family. I guess I should mention here, even these botanicals, they call them, are not recommended to put on really young children. Some of the bottles will say, don't use on kids younger than three years old. Of course, uh, no bug repellents should be on children that are under six months old, at least according to the studies that, that I've seen. Now, how about some do's and don'ts for you and the kids? For instance, cover up, wear pants, socks, long sleeves, especially if you're going into heavy brush that's much more likely to have bug, bug infestations than just the open grass. Although there's some interesting little guys we call chiggers in the south that you can get from especially being around where Bermuda grass is, oddly enough. And they, they can be a, give you a pretty good itch for a while. And another problem we should talk about that's kind of getting more and more prevalent. Try extra precautions to avoid bug bites. If you happen to be in a high-risk area for Lyme disease, ask the local, usually the druggists know. Um, and not so much here, but watch out for West Nile disease. Watch out for West Nile disease or other mosquito and tick-borne diseases. Be aware of it, depending on what part of the country or even what part of the state you're in. Where it's possible, a good idea is to use nets and or fans, like over outdoor eating areas. And especially if your kids are little, remember, before, below six months, they're not supposed to put anything on them. Take nets over the strollers and the baby carriers. You can just get those fine netting. They're very inexpensive. And they're as good a protection as you can get. In the third world, where they have malaria problems and things, they net their whole beds or their whole living areas all during what they call mosquito season. I happen to be a real label reader, but especially in the case of using repellents on you and your children, read the labels. Labels will ensure safe usage of the repellents and protection of the whatever kind of bug you're trying to repel. And it's also my recommendation to choose a repellent concentrated rated for just about the time span that you're going to probably be outdoors, but no longer. In other words, don't use anything higher percentage or stronger than you actually need for whatever situation you're in. Kind of a, a few don'ts here, for instance. Oil of lemon and eucalyptus on children younger than three years old is still not recommended, even though it appears and is a natural product. 
uh, it can really create some strong allergens, especially in young, young kids. I recommend, even though I like Picaridin and some of the other things, I recommend never using anything stronger than 30%. And again, my personal preference only, I don't use DEET. Okay, so I just cut that off my list and I do fine. Any bug repellents on children under six months old, just don't do it. It's just not safe for them. One thing I am 100% against, they're, they're almost crazy, outdoor fogger insecticides. They almost always contain more toxic ingredients than the repellents applied to the skin, and they linger. You, you're breathing that stuff, folks. It's not good for you. Repellent candles, strangely enough, they're probably not very effective. I don't know why we've always sold that as a good idea. And they emit fumes that, especially with older people and children, can actually trigger some real respiratory problems. So I would kind of hang off on those. Same with aerosol spray cans and pressurized containers. You end up inhaling the chemicals. And I have seen this too. Some people end up getting it in their eyes. Not very good stuff. Repellent mixed with sunscreen is not a good idea. If you apply the sunscreen every two hours as it tells you to do for sunscreen, guess what? You're probably overexposing yourself to the repellent that's already in the sunscreen. Bug zappers, as far as I know, just for what they get, it's almost fun to do, but it's not really very effective. And the thing that they pushed for a long time are these buggy wristbands. Well, they're not very effective, number one. Number two is the ones that do actually have some real chemistry in them have a tendency to actually be able to go through your skin or the skin of your children. So I wouldn't call that a very good idea either. It just, it's just not very effective. Save your money. And especially in areas where we know it's Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases, even with all these precautions, long sleeves, poking your pants and your socks... Some people put sulfur on their socks. When you get back home or your kids get back home, check around the belt lines, check around their underwear lines, check around their socks lines, and look for ticks. And if you do move, remove them properly, uh, there's you get a hold of them. I actually touch them with a little bit of alcohol. The point is to make every attempt not to leave a piece of the tick, the head of the tick, in you or your kid's skin. And finally, when you do get back indoors or away from wherever you were visiting, wash your clothing and repellent-coated skin. Go take a bath, whatever. As soon as you get indoors, and especially if you've sprayed it on your clothes, go ahead and wash those. Some of that stuff's got a long intermittent, you know, especially the oils. They can stay in those clothes for days and still get on your skin again when you, if you happen to wear that same piece of clothing. So that's just sort of a rundown. It's very minor, but it is important. It's getting more important, even though we think we have these big dry periods, but we also have these very wet periods. And overall, some of these, particularly these insects that bear certain diseases, are actually getting a better grip and moving further north and, and showing up in areas that before we didn't have to put up with them. Lyme disease is an idea of example that it's just continuing to move through the states. It used to be a almost originally just up north and in New England, and now they're finding it a lot of places. So, so do be aware of whatever possible insect-borne diseases are in the area you're visiting. I hope that helps, or at least gives you some ideas to make you aware of it. Think about it. Let your kids hear it. Just, just give everybody a, a thought, 
You don't have to be crazy about it, but you do need to be aware. After going through all that, I have to turn around and say, getting out, getting in the air, getting in tune with nature has a heck of a lot more benefits than it has problems. So whenever you get a chance, get out and enjoy the world of nature. You'll learn to love.